It seems to me that no family is perfect. No family has it all together. This is Messages of Hope, and I'm Richard Fox. Was dinner at seven, cause I'm sure you said it, but I never was one for telling the time. And you never were one for speaking your mind, I guess there's always room for improvement. I'd heard about half with the fight And I might have won on points But you still left me reeling And they say there's always room for improvement I guess there's always room for improvement All the cliches are true And all the good things are happening Yeah, I hope it's true All the cliches are true And all the good things are Families are like fudge, mostly sweet with a few nuts. Family life can be tricky at the best of times, let alone through coronavirus restrictions. How is your family, or families you know, coping through these times? It can be a struggle, especially when you're stuck at home all day for days and days. And that can lead to uncomfortable moments where things aren't always sweet. No family is perfect. Coming up, Rob Schubert will be talking about families and points out that even in the Bible, there are no perfect families. Yet God still does great things through imperfect families. Perhaps God can work in your family too. Now we arrive in separate cars and put on our public face to kiss the cheeks of all your very close friends. We spend the night laughing at the most inappropriate moments and they say there's always room for improvement. And it's just another cliche, but I'm calling you from the phone box in the rain. I said, I'm sorry, you said the same. And I step out of the phone box, and I'm staring at the rain. I guess there's always room for improvement. They say there's always room for improvement. All cliches are true, and all the good things are happening. Now I know it's true. One of the magnets on our fridge has a message about families. Families are like fudge, mostly sweet with a few nuts. Families are places where we can experience the best of what it means to be a human being. In our families, we can experience love, acceptance, fun, and opportunities to grow and learn about life, the world, and people. Families can be sweet places. Families can also be nutty places. Families are places where we learn to deal with difference and how to accept or tolerate the annoying habits and human failings that we all have. I sometimes wonder if I'm one of the nuts in my family. Sadly, families can also be a place where some people experience the worst of life. Statistics tell us that children are more likely to be abused in their own home by a family member than out in the big wide world. We're shocked when we hear stories of betrayal in families. What makes these stories so shocking is that the family that should be providing safety turns out to be a most threatening place. The whole world was shocked when the story of Joseph Fritzl came to light in 2008. 
It's one of those news stories that's hard to forget. Joseph Fritzl was an Austrian man who had his daughter prisoner in a cellar for 24 years. Over that time, she was repeatedly raped by him and bore seven children to him, one who died in infancy. It's difficult for me to imagine the depth of abuse, betrayal and damage done to the young woman who survived that ordeal. It's an extreme case that points to the reality that families are not always the loving, safe cocoons we wish they were. Each of us brings our own personality and gifts to our families. We bring our hopes and dreams, our hurts and brokenness, our desire to love and be loved, and our selfishness. It seems to me that no family is perfect. No family has it all together. Coming up, Rob has good news for imperfect families. You're listening to Messages of Hope. Feel free to like our Facebook page, Messages of Hope, where you can like and share a post about today's message and encourage others. That's Facebook, Messages of Hope. Today, Rob Schubert is talking about families. Don't worry if you think your family isn't perfect. You're not alone. The good thing is that God can bring blessing despite our imperfections. You might expect that when you come across families in the Bible, they would be perfect and have it all together. Surely if God were to choose families to do his will, he would choose the best families with no issues or problems. Well, if you thought that, you'd be wrong. As I look at the families in the Bible, I see flawed families. Families who don't have it all together. Families who struggle with real issues. The first family that we're told about in the Bible is Adam and Eve's family. This family struggled with responsibility and jealousy. When Adam and Eve sinned against God, they were not able to accept responsibility for their actions. Instead, they heaped blame elsewhere. Adam blamed Eve, and Eve wasn't about to stand for that, so she blamed the snake. No one wanted to take responsibility for their actions. Adam and Eve had two sons, Cain and Abel. When they made sacrifices to God, Cain gave the leftovers but Abel gave the first fruits. The Bible tells us that God was pleased with Abel's sacrifice, but rejected Cain's. Cain became so jealous and bitter that he killed his brother in a fit of rage. Later in the Bible, we come across Isaac and Rebekah's family. They had two sons, twin boys, Esau and Jacob. 
Esau was a hunter, loved being outdoors, a man's man. Jacob was a quieter soul who liked to stay at home. Esau was Isaac's favourite and Jacob was Rebecca's favourite. Their whole family life was tainted by this favouritism that the parents had for their boys. When Isaac was old and almost blind, Jacob and Rebekah tricked Isaac into blessing Jacob by pretending that he was actually Esau. In this way, Esau was cheated out of his birthright. As you can imagine, Esau is furious and the family splinters. It's gonna be alright, don't you worry. God has a perfect plan. Coming up, the family saga continues, but there's a surprise twist, and it's got nothing to do with the family sorting themselves out. It's gonna be alright. Richard Fox and this is Messages of Hope. Rob Schubert has been giving examples of imperfect families in the Bible. The family saga continues, but there's a twist that will bring encouragement for all families who realise they're not perfect. Jacob flees in fear of his life to his uncle Laban's place. There he falls in love with Laban's daughter Rachel and agrees with Laban to work for seven years to be able to marry Rachel. At the end of seven years, Laban tricks Jacob and gives him Leah as his wife, but agrees to also give him Rachel as a wife if he agrees to work another seven years. Through trickery and good management, Jacob uses the next seven years to get the better of Laban. He becomes wealthy by getting the best animals in the family herd for himself. Laban's sons resent him for his wealth and blame him for taking their father's wealth. So Jacob flees and Laban chases after him. Finally, Jacob makes a peace of sorts with Laban and is reconciled to his brother. Well, the family saga continues. Jacob has 12 sons, but Joseph is Jacob's favourite. Jacob gives Joseph special treatment. The other sons don't like it, and they don't like Joseph, especially when he acts and speaks as though he is more important than they are. The final straw is a gift for Joseph of a colourful coat with long sleeves a gift that Jacob never gave his other boys. It was a gift for a favourite son. Joseph's brothers seethe with jealousy, are so jealous that they plan to kill him. His oldest brother suggests that instead of killing him, they should sell him into slavery. So that's what they did. What a family. Favouritism, subterfuge, mistrust, jealousy, slavery, even murder. What's most amazing to me about all this is that God uses this imperfect, flawed family to do his will. He uses a family that has very human weaknesses of jealousy, selfishness and greed to work out his plan and bring blessing to the nations of the earth. It is a plan that is finally fulfilled in Jesus. In him, the nations of the earth are blessed with God's love and forgiveness. 
It's incredible that God used such flawed and imperfect people and families to do his will. It's amazing that God worked with such families to bring his plans to fruition. I wonder if God chose a family like Adam and Eve's or Jacob and Rebecca's, could he choose a family like mine? If God can use a family like Adam and Eve's or Jacob and Rebecca's, could he use a family like mine? I wonder if God has a plan for your family. I believe he does. Your family might be like fudge, mostly sweet with a few nuts. Your family might be struggling with issues of jealousy, favouritism, mistrust or whatever. But if God can bring blessing to the world through those dysfunctional families in the Bible, maybe he can do great things for your family and through your family. After all, it's all about the goodness of God and the grace of God to flawed people and flawed families. God can take our flawed families and use them as instruments of His grace. It's going to be alright, don't you worry. God has a perfect plan. He holds His children in His hand. All things in life that we go This is Messages of Hope. No matter how imperfect we think our family is, God can still bring good things to our family. For more encouragement on family life, go to messagesofhope.org.au. That's messagesofhope.org.au. He holds his children in his. He holds his children in his hand. I'm Richard Fox. I hope you can join us again next week for another Message of Hope.